How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex with my co-host here, Ryan Moran, and we got some good news and some bad news for this Jets team as we kind of hoped that Zach Wilson would be available for week one, but it doesn't seem like that will be the case. Now we're looking at Joe Flacco taking that starting job, running with it for at least a couple weeks. Uh, you know, Wilson is making some good progress. We do have some quotes from Robert Sala that we will read to you guys, some uh, updates on that front and when we should expect to see Zach Wilson back in playing shape and hopefully be starting in a couple weeks here. But unfortunately, we will have to wait it out and Joe Flacco will take over in the meantime, hoping to get some production out of this offense that is now kind of rebuilt to the new offensive line. Lake and Tomlinson, a left guard. You've got Dwayne Brown, a left tackle, Garrett Wilson, Tyler Conklin, some really nice pieces. Brees Hall, of course. Um, and we're hoping that they can put together a much more efficient year uh, than last. But Ryan, before we dive into the latest updates on Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson, how you do today, my friend? I'm doing well, Alex. Some obviously pretty big news here today is, you know, it was really the expected date that we were going to get, you know, an idea based on what Robert Salas said Monday morning. And, you know, it, I felt like it could really go either way. Based on what Salas said Monday, I felt like there was somewhat of a chance that Zach could potentially go for week one here. But I think all along, you know, while the initial update that was given in August when Zach got hurt was very optimistic, you know, and it was that reported two to four weeks, I mean, you knew all along the Jets were going to, you know, really play the safe and make sure, like Salah said once again today, as he reiterated, 100% both physically and mentally. And I think, you know, it, it probably would have been forced and rushed if they really, you know, put Zach out there in this game as much as we all are excited and want to see Zach, you know, against such a great team. I mean, he really hasn't practiced. And, you know, that's a part of what Salah also touched up on today and, they're not going to put him on IR. So, you know, Zach is able to continue working with his teammates in practice. And, you know, the rest of this week is really going to be, you know, just working with the training staff. Obviously, Zach has done, you know, as they said Monday, he, he's done both some running and some throwing. But, you know, he really hasn't had a ton of work with his teammates yet. And I think that's the main thing. And you really want to, you know, make sure that you do right by him. And in this situation, I think Flacco has had more than enough time now, you know, between training camp and that final preseason game. And look, he's a 15-year veteran with a ton of experience. He's going up against his former team. And I think, you know, what you can really expect and look for, you know, from Flacco in this game is just that command, you know, playing within the structure of the offense. And as we saw in that final preseason game, just spreading the football around. Yeah, look, he's a veteran. Uh, Garrett Wilson said it best a couple of weeks ago. He throws a really nice ball, and he can uh, get the most out of some of these playmakers. We've seen him do it in the past, going against the Ravens in week one. Uh, like you said, his former team. So, you know, this is definitely a situation where I think the Jets can still be operative. I think they can still be productive, productive and efficient with Flacco under helm. But this is a season where you wanted to see Zach Wilson take that step forward. This was about his development. This wasn't about Joe Flacco getting reps, unfortunately. And we're kind of sitting in this situation wondering exactly how far he can take them before Wilson does make a return. Um, specifically, Robert Sala said, uh, you know, he might actually be out until, what, week four, he mentioned? That's not yes, ideal. Yes, they said game, so... Okay, okay. So the exact quote was, to be honest with you guys, I'm going to lay this out. I really don't want to talk about the situation anymore. The earliest he's going to be available is Pittsburgh. That's going to be the earliest. And just from everything we gathered over the last couple of days, uh, now can it change? Sure. I'm always going to leave that door open. You guys know me. I'm the eternal optimist. We're going to make sure that both mind and body are 110% and make sure we do right by him. And we feel like every uh, talking to the doctors and everyone, it's going to be uh, the Pittsburgh week. So you know, that's obviously not exactly what we wanted to hear, but I'd rather Zach Wilson be 100% healthy than him be 75% healthy, potentially re-aggravate that injury and end up kind of hurting this team and hurting himself further, especially because, you know, uh, quarterbacks in this league, 
end up having to run. They end up having to do things with their legs, whether it's getting out of the pocket, whether it's running for first down. And Zach Wilson not having that faith in his knee is not ideal. You know, you can still get a nice sample size of production um, or at least development over, what, 14 games or uh, 13 games. So after week four, you're still going to get a nice uh, sample size of games that he can actually develop, grow, and, and kind of get the most out of him. But obviously not starting the year, it, it does hurt. And I think that that four-week sample size right there is usually what it takes for players to kind of get up to speed and and generally like kind of get, you know, like say like mid-season form. Um, and I think that, you know, the Jets are going to have to bear with him as he kind of gets used to the NFL system once again, you know, the second year of this scheme. But he did miss time last year as well. So definitely not an ideal start to Zach Wilson's career. Um, I'll ask you this. Do you think or would you would you categorize him as injury prone at this point? Two years, injuries, missing a bunch of games. I don't think I'd categorize him as that. But these kind of issues, they tend to compound, especially when it's ligament stuff. Um, you know, just a slight patellar strain. But like ultimately, uh, those 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 leg issues are not ideal. And I, I don't think he's injury prone yet. But I think he's heading in that direction if he keeps getting hurt like this. For sure. I think that what you said there is very fair. Like it, he's still too young and inexperienced to just label him as injury prone. But I think definitely got to be wary just of like what we've seen to this point. And, you know, availability is the most important thing. And like you said, luckily, we're still going to get at least a dozen games. I think that's enough of a benchmark to really, you know, get an idea on Zach in his second year and, you know, what he really projects to be moving forward. But I think in this particular instance, I will say, you know, not being able to practice with the first team and they've worked so much with Flacco over the last three weeks you know, that the timing and just the rhythm, I, I think from that standpoint, it kind of impacts the entire offense if you're going to really rush him out there, you know, without any practice. And I liked what Salah said, really just making sure that, you know, you're doing right by him and he's 100%, not just physically and how he feels, but mentally. And and that really just carries out the entire offense. You're talking about the quarterback and the guy who always does the football in his hands. I mean, you, you want to make sure that the, you know, timing and connection between these guys is where it has to be. And I think that's really where, you know, this decision, in my opinion, can be, you know, beneficial to Zach. It's just getting practice reps, you know, after this week, obviously he's going to continue to work with the training staff, you know, the rest of this week. And it's good to really give, you know, the starting offense an idea that it's going to be Flacco for these first two games. And then just on the practice field, you know, in those settings to really get Zach, you know, uh, more work with the starters, you know, before that Pittsburgh game, I definitely think is, you know, really a fair approach, you know, to Zach and his development. Yeah, absolutely. So let's take a look kind of at what the Jets need to do to win this game against the Ravens. Now, beating Lamar Jackson is easier said than done. You know, we've seen teams do it before. Miami Dolphins pulled it off last year, but ultimately um, he's a guy that it's difficult. I don't actually, I don't even, was Lamar, I think Lamar was playing against the Dolphins in one of those games. So, uh, you know, this is a situation where the Jets and defense needs to step up big. You know, one of the most uh, uh, mobile, one of the most agile quarterbacks in the football uh, NFL and ultimately if the Jets defense doesn't stand up and, and showcase their you know expected efficiency the pass rushes and get there they're going to have a long day the offense is not going to be able to match uh, Lamar Jackson's production um, unfortunately so what I would recommend if um, I had any say would be that the Jets run the ball aggressively and they keep the ball in their possession I think that time of possession is going to be a critical factor for the Jets this this week um, they got to run the ball effectively Brees Hall Michael Carter they got to get those first downs they got to play you know possession football and keep the ball out of Lamar Jackson's hands. They got to commit some, they got to force some turnovers um, and they got to keep this a low scoring game. This is the only way that Joe Flacco is going to manage to, in my opinion, uh, propel this team to a win is they got to keep this game under 20 points uh, for on the Ravens side, at the very least that this could be like a, if the Jets win this game, it's going to be like a 21 17 game. 
it's not going to be very high scoring. It could be even lower. They could be like a 17, 14 game. Um, but I think, you know, stopping Lamar Jackson is the key, but offensively, you know, what do you think the, the catalyst is going to be here? I personally think it's the running game um, and just keeping that possession, keeping that clock going. What are your thoughts on that? For sure. I think offensively, it really starts with just ball control as much as anything. And I think, you know, playing with this physical offensive line, I know the Ravens uh, won't have Travis Jones in this game. And I think, you know, they do have some moving parts and, if there is any type of concern for them defensively, I think it is just in the front seven up the middle, I, I think is really the, you know, weakness that the Jets could potentially expose. I mean, you know how talented their back end is and just some of the athletes that they have on the edge defensively. So I think, you know, playing to the interior, which the Jets have with guys like Lake and ABT, Connor McGovern, and really getting this one-two punch of Brees Hall and Michael Carter going on the ground and, Really, from there, what that can open up for Joe Flacco off of play action in the passing game, getting him in rhythm, um, the timing with, you know, these wide outs and just spreading the ball around. I think it really just stems from, you know, like you said, getting this exciting one-two punch of Hall and Carter going and, you know, controlling the football is really going to be, you know, everything. And from there, I mean, we obviously saw what the turnovers did in the game against the Giants from the first team with Michael Carter's fumble and with Joe Flacco's interception out of the pocket. As always, I mean, time time of possession is key, but you got to take good care of the football. And, you know, that's what's going to give you ultimately a chance in this game. Yeah, I mean, look, we know what Joe Flacco provides, right? He's a veteran guy. He He's a pretty solid arm. You can throw it downfield. He's efficient for the most part. He does make some dumb decisions occasionally. I mean, look, the Giants linebacker core is basically a graveyard. Austin Calitro, he's been like a backup for three years now. He's picking off Joe Flacco on the Jets' first-team offense, and that was just a bad decision by Joe. Just didn't see the linebacker kind of getting underneath there. Um, I don't necessarily blame him. It's a preseason, take a shot, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't count anyway during the preseason. But, you know, Joe has his moments where he makes bad decisions. Uh, but ultimately, you know, he's good enough. He's a good, he can start in the NFL um, on a bad team and kind of, which is, which is what he's doing right now as the Jets wet for, wait for, um, Zach Wilson to return. I would categorize the Jets as a bad team until proven otherwise. I think that they have the roster to be a good team, but I want to see it first. I want to see wins on the field before we categorize them as such. But, you know, just this is this game will ultimately go as far as the running game takes them, and I think this game will go as far as Joe Flacco's mistakes take them. If he throws interceptions, if he fumbles the ball, you know, this is going to be a difficult one for the Jets. But if he's efficient, if he makes his throws, um, he doesn't turn the ball over, the Jets will have a chance to win this game. But ultimately, it dials down to the defensive line, pressure, DJ Reed, Sauce Gardner, big, big-time uh, opportunity for them. I mean, look, the Ravens don't have an uh, insane wide receiver core. They, they don't have Brown anymore. They don't have Hollywood. They have Rashad Bateman. Um, a couple of like mid guys, nobody that's, I think they have Sammy Watkins now, if I'm not mistaken, not, maybe the Patriots. Nah, it's, they're deep at tight end, I think is the main thing. Right. Mark Andrews. Um, who the hell has Sammy Watkins now? Where the hell is this guy? Packers. He's the Packers. Jesus, this guy's been to every team and then some. Um, yeah. So, you know, look at that. The wide receiver core. I don't think that they're going to be able to beat the Jets up in the secondary very much. I think that, you know, Sauce DJ Reed will be able to lock it down pretty well. But, you know, Mark Andrews, who, who's on Mark? I guess CJ Mosley gets a little bit of action and in, in coverage on him. Maybe you're playing a little bit of zone um, and you're just trying to take away those seams because he really dominates those seams. Jordan Whitehead's going to have to step up and have a big game, um, you know, but it ultimately comes down to keeping containing Lamar Jackson. They got to play a lot of contain. They have to have linebackers spying on those A and B gaps to make sure that Lamar doesn't get through there. But, you know, Carl Lawson, uh, Jermaine Johnson, they're fast. They're big. Um, they can make things happen. I think they can contain them pretty well. Um, but you know, even con playing contain against Lamar Jackson is virtually impossible. He makes guys miss without, without avail, without, 
any problem at all. So it will be interesting to see how the Jets kind of manage that. Uh, I'm very curious to see their game plan there, but I do think that they can win this game if they play disciplined football and, and, and they stop Lamar from running the, running the ball effectively on them. I don't think the receiver core is that good. I think the Jets secondary can hold up. Uh, but I'm curious to see how Joe Flacco in this offense attacks uh, the Ravens defense, which is obviously pretty solid as it is every single year. Uh, but guys, I'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions below. You know, Zach Wilson's injury update, missing a couple games, Joe Flacco starting. How do you think the Jets can win this one? Definitely is going to take a team effort, uh, but I think it is possible. Um, as always, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your Wednesday. We got football coming up tomorrow. Very, very exciting. As always, like and subscribe, and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode. 